Yeah, we don't have to do that again. Daddy doesn't mind at all. I want America <laughs> might not hear that part. I might cut this out. Oh, really? Are you nervous yeah. about America hearing that? Daddy doesn't mind. <laughs> <laughs> really not worried about that. I think you're kind of nervous. I think you're scared <laughs> for America to know that daddy doesn't mind at all. <laughs> it's the vaguer spinoff to Rod After Dark. Daddy doesn't mind. I want to know. Yeah, I mean, I kind of figured that daddy doesn't mind. Is there something that daddy does mind? <laughs> yeah, daddy minds a lot of things. <laughs> Daddy definitely minds when his tools are not put in the right place. Daddy minds that the post office is randomly closed on the one day that he can do things, which is Sunday, his errands day. But I'll tell you what else. Daddy definitely doesn't mind. (laughs) Very vague. (laughs) What did you say? I said very vague. What did you think I said? Oh, very vague. I don't know. I don't know. I thought you were going to tell me something that daddy definitely doesn't mind. No, that's just, daddy just doesn't mind. Okay. Let's keep, let's keep it there and not go an inch further. I want to know the background of this character, but maybe we shouldn't get into it. Yeah, I think that, I think the character is very like, like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> My characters are just becoming like honestly stripped down to their bare essentials. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we should pitch a, a TV show and just, you should make that noise. And it, the title card should just say, Daddy Doesn't Mind. Dad- and then you going, <laughs> Like, you do this right, you do that wrong, anything cause Daddy Doesn't Mind. <laughs> Created by Daddy. Everyone's like, um, how did this get on the air? <laughs> oh, man. And when the show, and like when Daddy like walks in, the audience like goes crazy, like, woo! And the wife is like, right. um, ow! Yeah, ow, ow, woo, woo! And the wife is like, hi, Derek, um, I, dinner is almost ready! Her subplot is she's really scared. <laughs> It's a dark show, yes. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, oh man, it's that. It's that. Jeez the state of the Louise. world. Jeez Louise. Yeah. Look, we need to laugh That's today. Just the way of it. It's the way it is. It's the state of the world. There was a terrorist attack today yeah. near Parliament in London. We need to laugh. We need to find a way to laugh. We do need to laugh. Because that something Daddy yeah. does mind about, or does he? <laughs> yeah. I for one. <laughs> Mind. I, for one, I, for one, do mind about terrorist attack in London. Me too. So. A moment of realness, um, very dark. We know very little right now. <laughs> I know it seems inappropriate to follow Daddy Doesn't Mind, an acclaimed segment with a moment of um, political turmoil, but I think Daddy Doesn't Mind was born so of this moment. It's so connected yeah. to the trauma of our lives right now that... It feels inappropriate to try to pretend like they're two different things, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. Daddy Daddy Doesn't Mind was born in a post-London stabbing era. Yeah, exactly. It's a completely different... It's a different world. I mean, like, in a pre-London stabbing world, would Daddy Doesn't Mind thrive? Like, who knows? We're so far past that. Let's move into the future. You know what I mean? Right. And there's going right. to be definitely, like, an episode of Daddy Doesn't Mind that's like, 
a very special episode that deals with, like, politics, where Daddy's just watching the news going, Daddy does mind, click, Daddy does mind, <laughs> click, Daddy does mind, and he just goes through all right. the things on the news. Okay. Well, look, last week we got a taste of the of the Daddy um, political platform, so I'm excited for this whole thing to start now. Definitely, definitely, definitely. I think, like, Slutty President and Daddy Doesn't Mind are definitely... Daddy Doesn't Mind is, like, the Joe the Plumber of Slutty President. <laughs> it's very connected. It's a universe. We're building a world. I am very slutty to die. <laughs> I would like to say... You know how, like, presidents, when they're running the campaign, they try to, like, do whatever's cool, like Hillary being like, Pokemon Go! <laughs> Slutty president yeah, right. is like, and I guess that you could say, slutty president does mind. Like, woo! <laughs> like, zeitgeist. Oh, man. Oh, jeez. Jeez Louise. <laughs> I mean, if we can have a oh, well. reality show star as president, daddy can probably be president eventually. <laughs> totally. To- Unless you want not. Totally. Um... Welcome yeah. to episode 76 of um, Daddy Doesn't Mind Presents the Good Friends Podcast. We are now officially a part of the Daddy Doesn't Mind umbrella. Good. Finally. Right. Finally. <laughs> thanks to MeUndies. Thanks to MeUndies, thanks to MeUndies and Stamps.com for allowing us yeah. the opportunity to be part of the Daddy Doesn't Mind family. This is a dream come true. This is a dream come true. Yeah. Um, we're recording after St. Patrick's Day. Actually, I just realized, do you want to give an update of how your St. Patrick's Day was? We didn't really do anything. I mean, no, we went to the, we went to the city. Me, me, uh, uh, my wife, Pam and, and our friend David went to the city and, uh, palled around. We ran into former uh, producer Janet Alexander while she was, don't know her. Continue. Anyway. So she decided to like follow us around, kind of at like a six foot distance. Mm-hmm. She, she didn't like. We didn't want to be like pictured with her, but we also kind of felt bad. So right. So she trailed. To, like, she trailed. Around. Yeah. She had to. She had to keep her distance though. We didn't want to be. Uh, Naturally. We didn't want to associate until you were in. Until so. like the sun went down and there was more darkness around the city, then she could like come a little closer. <laughs> she had to keep her hood up though, um, but yeah. Anyway, so we did that. And kind of, I don't know, didn't didn't do anything too crazy. Very nice. Got home at like midnight. Yeah. Um, I you? I heard from secondhand sources though that Pam got tanked. <laughs> <laughs> Is it true? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> she's not she's Irish. Like <laughs> she, she's a little Irish. Is Everybody's she? a little Irish on St. Patrick's Day. Am I? That's but yeah. True. She actually her. She's got like a great grandma who's Irish or something. Wow! Did you yeah. embrace your full Irishness? Uh, did I? Yes. Did you get no. absolutely blacked out and did you find yourself in a rage? No. Hmm. Disappointing. Definitely not. Hmm. Okay. No, we kept it chill. It was good. I mean, I, I think uh, we didn't. We were supposed to take the ferry there and back, but we uh, ended up taking an Uber home. Because we missed the ferry. We elected to stay in the city for longer. The ferry definitely stops very early. It prohibits a full yeah. drive. Yeah. Mm. It stopped, its last thing is at like 9.30 or something. That's crazy. Yeah. There should be like an 11, 11.30 ferry. Yeah, it's very inconvenient. But it was okay. It was fun. 
Yeah, Pam got drunk, but it was it was chill. She kept her her shit together. Kept for the cool. The most part. That's unfortunate. Yeah. I like a messy, messy St. Patrick's Day. I didn't have one really myself. Actually, I do, that's not totally true. I ended up in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, um, to see my friend Steph's boyfriend perform at this bar called like the Black Kettle or something. It was literally. Like, the last stop on the R train. It was so deep in Brooklyn. Um, Fuck. And it was a treat. It was amazing. He was doing Irish Standards um, until I drunkenly screamed for him to do Rihanna, and he performed Umbrella by force. Um, Much to everyone's chagrin. A woman literally went up to him and was like, yeah, that was great, but can we do Irish songs? And I I literally threw him under the bus and was like, yeah! (laughs) Even though I... (laughs) screamed for the truth. Um, So that was great. I saw a new part of Brooklyn. Did you fall asleep on the train home? Um, Actually, we took an Uber back. Can you believe it? There was enough of us where it was like Mm. slightly, it was like pretty, I mean, we all ended up paying, I think around like 15 to $20. So it was an expensive Uber, but it was like 4.45 in the morning and I had to catch a train. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and I had to catch a train or a bus at 10 to go to Boston for the weekend, so... Oh, my fucking God. I was like, y'all, please, let's just do this Uber, and everyone was down, so that was $20 well spent, I would say. Are you fucking kidding me? So how <laughs> much, did you sleep at all that night? Yeah, I got home around... I got home... We left at, like, 4.30. I was home by, like, 5. Um, no, actually, no, we left around, like, 4.15 because I was home at, like, 5, and it took about, like, 30 minutes, and we had to drop off, like, two, diff- two to three different people. <laughs> um, and I got home at 5, and then... Woke up at 8.30, and Ugh. yeah, just like survived on like three hours sleep. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta do it. You gotta do it. You know me, I eat like a bird, and I basically sleep like a bat. <laughs> yeah. You have like a cat. You have like the metabolism of a house cat. <laughs> it's true. And I am about as trustworthy, I would say. Yeah. If Intermittent that. naps, that's the key. It really is. And on the bus, I took, like, a quick, like, one-hour power nap. Um, then when we got to my friend Hoyce's parents' house, you know, we, like, had lunch. We were all hanging out. We went on the couch. And then she and I took another, like, hour-long power nap. And then we went to bed, like, around 12.30. Um, and then I was rejuvenated the next day. <laughs> oh. It worked, so nice. it worked out. I mean, it's tough. You know what? Like, for me, I can do lack of sleep. The key is to not enter that weird, like, clammy period you know where your body is like sweating and cold and like sick like i can do tired (laughs) it's that hypothermia and zombie like nature that i sort of am always whenever i wake up from like a long night i'm just like please god not this um so that's that uh but yeah it was overall a great great um saint patrick's day another one for the books which is nice but no one got super sloppy. That's unfortunate. We all got, like, yeah, we all got, like, manageably sloppy. Like, you know what? We didn't get sloppy at all. No, we were all just, like, seasonably drunk. And then we went to a great diner in deep um, deep Bay Ridge, which was, like, wonderful. Always love exploring a diner moment. Um, yeah. Although we left and the guy said that we didn't put enough money on the table. And I swear that we did. And we weren't that drunk. So I kind of feel like we were conned. We threw an extra 10 and, like, ran out. But, um, yeah, overall... A lovely night to all my Irishmen. That was pretty good. That was a pretty good, well, good. accent. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You sound like a, a citizen. Yeah, I feel like I am uh, Irish. Um, and actually, the next day, 
we were given a surprise, kind of surprise music drop from the one and only Aubrey Graham or Drizzy or also known as Drake, as I like yeah. to call him. Drizzake. Drizzake, as nobody likes to call him. No? Drizzake. I mean, let's call him Drizzake no. on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just because. Um, Drake dropped a new music project. This time, he, he said it's not an album and it's not a mixtape. It's actually a playlist. Which, like, okay, <laughs> like, whatever, <laughs> whatever you want to... That's what he called it, a playlist? Yeah, I'm, a playlist. yeah, he calls it a playlist, which I thought meant it was going to be filled with, like, non-new music. It's all new. I mean, I don't know. It's really just semantics at this point, but yeah, he called it a playlist. Um, <laughs> I really don't know what that means. His next album is going to be just a shoe, but it's going to be a physical CD. I think the key is that this album isn't being released <laughs> in physical form, but neither were, like, two of these mixtapes, as far as I know. So, I don't know why you can't just yeah. call it a mixtape, but... Um, it's called More Life, and it's out, and yeah, I, I like it. A lot of people are split on it, as you Look, alerted me the to. TL, the TL, very divided. The TL is divided, as they tend if to I be with most that. things Drake suddenly, even though there's sort of an overwhelming acceptance, there's always a bit of, like, divisiveness to him. Yeah. Um, well, I know that his like last album, uh, Views from the Six, that one was generally met with claims that said, uh, oh, Drake, like you were hot, but everything's pretty much more of the same, dude. I kind of agree. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, I really didn't so, like that last album much myself either. First of all, it was too long. It was about like, I don't even know, eight tracks too long. It was so much like... Yeah. I don't know. I'm just kind of like, is there no... Like, brevity is a key. There was 20 tracks. I mean, 19 if you don't count um, Hotline Bling, which is pretty much a bonus track, but 19 songs. What year is this? Who still does that? <laughs> well, look. I, this this new one, this has 22 tracks. I, I mean, again, I mean, I feel like he's calling it a playlist so he can be like, yeah, um, I put 106 songs on it because... <laughs> You know, it's a playlist, technically. But yeah, it's yeah, also yeah. too long. I kind of feel like at being able to edit is key. Do you know what I mean? Like a good, tight album. That's why my favorite thing that he's ever done is um, if you're listening or if you're reading this, it's too late. If you're reading this, it's too late is sort of like, to me, the most like cohesive, consistent, like tightest album, mixtape, whatever that he's done. I mean, he calls that a mixtape. That is an album. I don't even know like what on earth like he wants from me, but, uh, and in between he did What a Time to Be. He's so prolific, like an album a year for like the he last does, yeah. four years. That's like so intense. Um, that's like a, that's like plus really he did a that, Plus he did that collabo album with Future. Yeah, um, What a Time to Be Alive. I mean, actually that one came out yeah. Um, in the same year as if you're reading this is too late. So that's actually four yeah. out four like four projects in three years. I mean, that's like so much. But um, I really lo I love if you're reading this is too late. I feel like it's really like cold. It has this sort of like chilliness to it, really like, you know, soft and I don't know. there's I just feel like those those beats are really, really interesting and like really like textured. I didn't really like um, what a time to be alive as much. And I really didn't like views, which is like a much more commercial like attempt, which like God bless. 
This album is sort of like kind of in, or I'm sorry, this playlist is sort of kind of in the middle. Some of the tracks, um, it feels like a fusion of those two projects. Like some of the beats definitely have that like um, kind of like echoiness of if you're reading this, it's too late. They also feel sort of like quiet and calm and, um, and then they have like really like pop minded tracks kind of like views um like fake love which was on the radio for like a few months now is on it and that sort of has this like dance hall kind of like rhythm affect to it which a lot of like the best songs on views did because there were good songs on views i just didn't like the project as a whole but i mean like i love controller i think it's like so 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 like that song is like sexy um Mm. pop style is also pretty great yeah i don't know so But this project, I don't know, what have people been saying? I've been reading that some people don't know really how to approach it. Some people are kind of disappointed. I mean, I don't know what it means to be, like, like what we want from Drake and what he doesn't give us. Like, I don't even know what what that is or how to mediate that. Look, here's something that I kept reading about this album. Are you ready? I'm on the edge of my bed. Apparently, uh, I keep reading that Drake is, like, putting on, like, a Caribbean accent. Oh, my and, God. like, hijacking yes. a bunch of Caribbean beats and stuff. Right. <laughs> like, he says he says the word, like, tings all the time instead of things. It's so, it's really, okay, so 100%. It's more like, you know, in, in, the, in the last year or so, boy, uh, what is it, uh, Drake, like, signed to Boy Better Know, this, like, really well-known, like, grime, UK grime label, um, okay. which some people saw as like, you know, at the time when there was like a lot of hubbub about him leaving young money, um, yeah. there was, or rather like cash money, leaving cash money. Like there was a sense that maybe he was going to just like be signed to boy better. No, though. Like the fact that boy better know would have an artist that, that like already so major would have been like so interesting. So there was a sense that at some point he was going to dip into this sort of like grime inspired, like UK rap moment. But the mm-hmm. fact that he feels the need to do, like, a skepta, like, impression is a lot for me. <laughs> <laughs> like, one song is literally like, it's an OVO ting, eh? It's a Eastside ting, eh? I'm like, is anyone else hearing? Like, I'm, like, that was the moment where I was like, you know what? Like, no matter what you think of Drake's music, which I think is, like, you know passable when i think when when drake is good he's really good and when he's bad he's not like really bad but he reminds me why i was skeptical of him to begin with you know which is that he's not like the worst thing ever but like i just don't buy it um but when he like dips into these (laughs) accents and feels like a tourist i mean he kind of did it um he kind of did it on views even like um one dance, not really, but on Controla, like, you know, he sort of, like, the tempo of the songs and, like, the way he sort of, like, his voice becomes so flexible and kind of, like, goes with the beat, you know, it had this, it had this sort of, like, Caribbean island vibe to it, but, like, to put on an accent, <laughs> like, like, Okay, so, wait, wait, me. so I heard he has a Caribbean accent, but then... It- there was also like people talking about him doing a British accent. Is that true? Yes. The t- well, the Ting bit what? is is British. I mean, like he's borrowing oh, from I this see. like okay. East End right. London slang, like kind of vibe. Yeah, he says like Ting. He says Chun, um, like Mandem, which is like slang, pretty much right. for like homies, like posse. Like 
pardon oh me. Like, literally, like, what a tune, don't say my name. Like, it's so, it's, I mean, I guess that's more, like, the Caribbean influence. But, like, Ting is, like, very much, like, English language. And, I mean, he actually has, like, two really, you know, he has a couple, like, really big, um, or, like, you know, they're they're big in the grime scene. And the fact that he's, like, included them is sort of, like, a kind of tip of the hat thing, you know? Like, he has right. gigs. He has, um, he has Skepta in this, like, really weird, um, um, kind of almost like a, what would you call it? Like, an interlude. He sort of, um, mm. just, like, uses him for a second. He has Sampha, who is not actually a Grimes artist, but who he's used before. He used him on The Motion in, um, off of Nothing Was The Same, which is, like, one of my favorite songs from that album. And he's, like, getting so big now. Thanks largely, I think, to that feature from, like, 2014 or 2013 or whenever that album came. I mean, like, he sort of is, like, Madonna in that weird way. Like, where he... I feel like him and Rihanna are both together kind of, like, kind of, like, do the Madonna thing where they have these, like, eras and these, like, influences that instead of just, like... Like, usually, like, a artist will have an influence and, like, ask a producer to, like you know, either a producer from that scene to participate or to, like, ask a producer he works with fully to, like, kind of lean into a sound, like, but to do an impression is just so, it just reminds me of why I think he's, like, lame. Like, I just don't think he's cool. You know what I mean? Like, I love, I, I, when I love a Drake song, I love it, but otherwise I'm just like, you're, like, kind of, like, lame. You're, like, a dork. You think he's cheesy? I think he's cheesy. Yeah, I think he's really cheesy. I mean, I just don't... Or what it is is, like, I don't think he's hard, and I don't know why he, like, pretends to be. Like, come on. Like, I don't need I don't need this. And, like, that's why some of this project is really good, because it has this, like, softness to it that I really like, and those yeah. are the tracks I respond to the most. Um, and he has a pretty great flow. I don't know. He has, like, a... Um, off of... On, like, Free Smoke, he... I mean, he always starts these, like these projects with these, like, real sort of, um, almost, like, status updates. Like, they're always these, like, real, you know, high-speed flows that, like, let you in on, like, where he's been, where his head's been, where he's been in his life in the time between music projects. It kind of just gives you, like, in Tuscan Leather and, or even in, like, Free Smoke, it's just, like, basically, like, here's everything that's going on with me. Here's my relationship with everyone. My mom, like, Nikki, like, my label, like, myself. I feel alone. Every girl, like, break my heart. Like, it's just, like, a quick journal entry, and then you kind of, like, get into... The project, which also has like a lot of intimate stuff. My favorite, one of my favorite tracks, which I think is probably like the track everyone's going to talk about the most, "Teenage Fever." I was telling you about. It's like samples if or it, it interpolates "If You Had My Love" by J Lo and like talks a bit about J Lo. He talks about her a bit throughout this throughout the project and a couple other tracks as well, um, saying that like I don't know. Apparently, like what she was like screening his calls and like, and so I don't know. See, that's the thing that I kind of like about Drake. Like he's so like. I don't know, that in and of itself is, he's, like, not not hard in any way. And so much has been written about this, about Drake as sort of this, like, sensitive rapper. And that's why I kind of wish he would just, like, set up camp and, like, chill there. Um, and that's why, like, the impressions are, like, so weird. But I don't know, a lot of the project is good. I love Free Smoke. I love Blem, which is another sort of, like, tourist trap song where he's just, like, um, using <laughs> using different, like, rhythm, like, like vernacular. But overall, it's a good project. I it's one of the it's one of the ones I've sort of like liked the most since. Um, it's one of my favorite like smaller things he's done. That's for sure. What about this whole J Lo thing? Did they fuck or what? I mean, allegedly yes, and like it would seem so. But I just am like I just think it's so weird. Like what? Like what was that moment? I have a 
feel like it was really short. I have a feeling that he, like, mined it for musical influence is, like, really surprising because I don't think they were together that long. I'm, I'm going to personally cap it at, like, two months max. Like, I do not think this was, like, a quote-unquote relationship. But he's, like, he's, like, rap Taylor Swift. He, like, really, he, like always keeps people's voicemails, plays their voicemails, like, always, like, you know, oh, names, names. Yeah, like, you know, a lot of his songs he, like, includes, like, he's just always sort of, like, really bringing his personal life and his sort of, like, life as a tabloid fixture into his raps, which is either, like, really smart in one way or really, like, lame in another. And, like, I don't know where I sit. I don't find him intellectually stimulating enough to, like, think about or, like, unpack. I just sort of, like, like what I like and... And then just kind of right. scratch my head as to how yet. he got so big. <laughs> True. Yeah. You never have to break anything from Drake down, really. There's not much. There just isn't himself. much. Like, yeah. he doesn't even also really give you... I mean, his his rhymes definitely have things to sort of, like, you know, the more you listen, the more you, like, hear things. But there isn't a lot of, like, allegory or, like, you know, things to sort of, like, read between the lines. It's very just, like, here's where I am and what I'm thinking, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. The, the I had no idea about the whole Drake like dating thing. He's always just with the J Lo thing. I'm fascinated by. Yet I think we've already reached the end of it. Like I don't think we're gonna get more. I'm just wondering if J Lo will name a name. <laughs> I'm waiting, girl. Don't let me down. Yeah, come on, J Lo. But the but Teenage Fever did really remind me of how much I love If You Add My Love. That song is kind of a is kind of a bop. I really love it. And it made me go back and listen to it, and I was just like grooving to it on the train, and I was like, "This is a good one. I love, I love me yeah. some J Lo." I'm gonna have to go revisit it. You gotta go revisit. I thought I was, I was looking for it earlier, and like I think I saw it on Spotify, but I was confused because it was called a playlist, and I'm like, I don't want a playlist. I want the album, right? <laughs> or the mixtape or whatever it was, or like whatever he wants to call it. it was. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I would give it like a seven out of ten. I think that's like a pretty healthy, nice round score. Okay. That is a healthy round score. Yeah. Um, hmm. That closes the book on Drake. I'm just, like, fascinated by his... Because I know he had that, like, hookup moment with Serena Williams. There's that famous picture. Um, picture? He name-dropped Serena as well, <laughs> who oh, recently got engaged. And he's like, oh, you went and got yeah. engaged on me? Ah, <laughs> like, oh, come on. Like he just has no chill when it comes to protecting you go with Serena Williams. <laughs> she wins that battle ten out of ten times. Like ten out of ten times. I mean, like, why don't these relationships work? Why has Drake not been in like a committed relationship? I wonder. I wonder. Maybe it's because of the rumor that he's got a short, fat dick. Is that a rumor? Have we talked about that before? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, it's a rumor. That he has a short, fat dick. Yeah. Yikes. It's really short. Like a little chode, like a little chode moment. I guess, but apparently it's like very wide. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> like fucking yikes. <laughs> Just him dangling that in front of me like, Aah! that's my Drake impression. You like that? <laughs> he sounds like a lawnmower. I'd literally be like, um, wow. calling the cops. But then he has songs Look. that move me. I don't know. Yeah. He's going to go out and he's going to find him a woman with a very shallow, wide vagina. Yeah. Work out. He's going to find, like, a gaping chica. I almost wonder if someone from his team <laughs> is like, your next brand has to be, like, a committed relationship and an album of just, like, loving praise. Like, I kind of think that that would be the power move to sort of, like, switch it up. 
You know what I mean? I think people yeah. want something a little longer. I think they want to speculate less and invest more. I don't know. We'll see how the narrative unfolds. But Glow with Kanye is a is a really wonderful track as well. I love that. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna I'm gonna get out of this uh, cubicle I'm in. I'm currently uh, I rented out a podcast studio, so you know. <laughs> oh, very anyway. nice, casual NBD. No, I'm kidding. I'm lying. I'm currently at home. Very but nice. anyway, uh, I, I'll I'll have to I'll have to listen. Yeah, give it a sure spin. Report back. I give it a seven out of I ten, will. and um, that's that. I really do. I really will. But so now we're gonna go to our new segment, right? Yes, we have a new segment, listeners. Ow! 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 Beep! Beep! Hold on, should I find the air horn? I'm sure I still have it somewhere. Oh wait, I got I got you, bruh. All right, hit us with the air horn. Okay, that was... <laughs> Wait, what was that first one? <laughs> it was just that. The first one sounded like an old-timey, like, very polite car horn. I was like, hit us with the horn. It was, like, it was literally like, beep beep. <laughs> anyway. Wow. Next time I really wanted to be like, hit us with the horn, let's do this. And it's like, beep. Like, all right. <laughs> but yes, okay, our new segment, listeners. Are you guys ready? Um, it, I'm ready. The segment is called, um, we don't have a name for it, but basically we are about to engage in a very heated debate over something we are hideously uninformed on and absolutely not invested in. Um, we think at all, at all, at all. We don't know what, we don't know a <laughs> single thing about this topic. And we most importantly do not care, but we are about to engage in a fire debate on right. the new Netflix Marvel original show, Iron Fist. Um, Jack is passionately defending the side that this show is whitewashing, um, taking a once Eastern, um, ambiguously Eastern, oriented character and making them a relatively bon like bonnie vare-esque ass lumber ass looking white dude and i as a recently minted alt-right bigot conservative am fighting on behalf of the whitewashing because that is what i really truly believe in and i really care okay let me get this out there to begin with get it off your chest we did some research before we started recording this very fiery, very heated debate, and we found out that this guy's character background is that he's actually a white guy. So anyway, no, but there was <laughs> the final casting was down between him and a very talented uh, Asian actor. Uh, I don't know if he. I, I think he was. I think he was from Southeast Asia or somewhere. But he's a very talented uh, man apparently, and and they cast this broy white dude with a freaking tattoo on his chest let me let me see if i can find this article that i was looking at earlier. i would also and, love to see a picture of him with the chest tattoo but that's neither here nor there yeah right ah! me too <laughs> i'm pissed okay so look here are my thoughts um grow a thicker skin much right okay fair <laughs> need i say more thank you guys so much for listening <laughs> look I feel like all you really have to do is call me a snowflake. 
You know what? I'm going to save that for when I really believe in it. I don't think you're being sensitive. I just think you're being hideously uninformed. Look, who cares for starters? And number two, um, who gives a shit alert? I don't know how I'm going to come back in this debate. Yeah, Look, it's hard. This, yeah. This guy looks like he's a throwaway from a freaking extra set. And the show that they're extras on is The Idiot Brigade. Right. So. <laughs> no. Wait, are you kidding me? You this is This is a white man who is out of a job, just like many white Americans, has finally been given one, God forbid... And now we're just going to take it away from him and give it to some immigrant from, like, Asia? Really? Well, really, Jack? I'm sure that's actually a debate point. But anyway, uh, I, dropped, I dropped my character for a second, but now I'm back. But now you're back. Wait, dude, <laughs> I know that you're Mr. Like Whitewashy uh, Milo Jr., okay, dude? But, uh, you know. Um, yeah, I believe in free speech. <laughs> you're clearly not as woke as me, so. Listen, your wokening needs a rec- needs to be undone. Because, look, yeah. actually, if you study the origins of this comic book, the character is very, very, very ambiguous. So, those slanted eyes, like, maybe it's just how he was born. Like, check his father's genetics. Like, there is no need to politicize this show. Um, I really believe that casting every character with a white character allows us to create a common culture, yes. And I really, really double down on our efforts to protect the white narrative. Really. Mm. Okay, then there's other critici- criticisms about the show that apparently just is horrible. And it's like the worst thing that Netflix has ever done. What are your, what's your rebuttal for that? Um, my rebuttal would be, have you ever seen Netflix do anything that's not borderline garbage? Really? Are you surprised? (laughs) Really? (laughs) Okay, number one, like, not even outside of character, but, like, kind of in character. Like, I don't like any of these Netflix Marvel shows. (laughs) I can't watch... Yeah, what, uh... I don't watch any of them. This is, like, C-League level territory here iron fist yeah i'm sorry iron fist you don't know iron fist one of the most famous marvel characters to only have a two issue run in south america iconic Mm -hmm. yeah you do not you do not here's my problem people are trying to like get us to like change and make it like more palatable (laughs) to 2017 like um okay this is one of the most iconic characters in comic book history this is iron fist jack like there are fans all over the world waiting hand over iron fist um waiting for this program and you're just gonna like change this like historically important legacy to like fit your liberal agenda not today buddy yeah you know i mean i just think like uh you know, you're scraping the bottom of the barrel already, so... Really? This is Iron Fist, Jack. (laughs) I can't... You can't tell me the character's name. Um, yes, I can. Iron Fist, starring Bon Iver. Okay, what's what's it? (laughs) Starring Bon Iver. It does look like Bon Iver a little bit. Everyone white looks like Bon Iver. (laughs) Yeah. There's three types of white people. They either look like Andy Dick, Steve Bannon, or Bon Iver. 
That's so true. Everyone does look like Andy Dick, Steve Bannon, Steve Bannon, or Bunny Bear. It's the only three. There's three models of white men, and it's one of those three. <laughs> Am I Andy Dick? Um. Yes, for sure. You're definitely a twinkish, skinny little, <laughs> little. I don't even know. Like you. Like he looks like a hot dog. <laughs> no, you're a bony. Yeah. You're a bony bear. You're a bony bear. Okay. Yeah, like okay. a sort of I'll like like a sort of like grizzly like lumber moment. Or, like, a, like, skinny, meek-looking guy. <laughs> or, in the middle, you have Steve Bannon, who looks like he's 50% HIV, right. 50% right. baloney leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> he literally looks like a package of baloney spoiled and was right. injected with HIV. <laughs> Those are the uh, three. Those are the three. And then with women, there's, like, a hundred different variations. Kind of. Right. With women and other races, everyone looks different. Yeah. With women, it's, like, a little more complicated. With women, it's, like, you... Actually, honestly, with women, there's only two. You either look like Lucy Liu or Pamela Anderson. But how can I prove it? That's it? (laughs) Yeah, sorry that you're a little too sensitive to understand my worldview, but there's three types of white men and two types of women. Lucy Liu... And Pamela Anderson. Everyone's a variation of that. It's a, you know, it's a gradient. I see. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I see. It's like you can meet in the middle and you're kind of like half one, half the other. Yeah, exactly. Like if you, if if someone doesn't look like either, it's because they kind of look like both. Right. I can see that. You see Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. You're right, you're right, right. right. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, Sorry, sorry, sorry. But back to Iron Fist, yeah, this time we picked someone from the Boney Vera category, amazing, um, for one of the most important <laughs> superheroes in Marvel history. I repeat, Iron Fist, heard of him? Iron Fist. Iron Fist. <laughs> Iron Rand presents Iron Fist. Can we just discuss this incredible, um, like, Netflix version of the Avengers that we're getting? Daredevil. Um, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist. Sign me up. These are the heroes. This is the content I'm here for. Well, how do you feel about Luke Cage? I mean, isn't that, isn't that, doesn't that start black guy? Well, how come you're not, like, worrying about whitewashing Luke Cage? Um, trust me, I definitely put in a petition to get, what's his face, <laughs> signed up for Luke Cage. Um, oh Bunny my god. <laughs> Bony Bear. <laughs> he would have been a much better Luke Cage. You can't tell me I'm wrong. And you want to know who I wanted to play Jessica Jones? Uh-oh. One hint. Bony Bear in a wig. Sorry, that was the answer. That was the answer. I thought you were going to say Lucy Liu. No, we don't need to give Asian women acting roles. She should just be happy she's alive. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like That's oh, how I fuck. feel. But yeah, in my ideal world, you'd have whoever that guy is playing Daredevil, and then you'd have three variations of Bony Bear. One where he's wearing a wig, one where he's in blackface, and one where he has a chest tat. That's my ideal Netflix, like, 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 what is that? What is the thing where they, like, announce, um, announce, like, their slate of TV shows, like, at a conference? <laughs> oh, do they do that? I just get an email. I don't know. If, I don't know if Netflix does. I think they might. At this point, they might be a TV network that goes upfront. So I feel like they might go to the. They might maybe go to the upfronts, but maybe not. Maybe they don't have to, because um, they don't really have investors. We pay for their content, but overall, um, God is good. That's our debate, right? Yeah. Hmm. 
So, I I think you might have won. You just kind of overpowered me. Yeah, I mean, it's I because I'm you. right, and you're just a little snowflake. <laughs> I mean, if you when you say it like that, of course it sounds right. It's not right, exactly. The louder, if there's anything I've learned since becoming a rabid conservative, it's that the louder you speak and the shriller you are, the more correct you seem, which I love yeah. as a... No, shit. I don't know why I've been pretending to be liberal for so long. They really, like, embody some of my favorite characteristics about myself. That I sound like a banshee, and that's about it. Yeah, those characteristics are praised in the Republican Party. They really are, finally. Everyone on, like, the liberal side is like, welcome to NPR. Today, we're talking. And over there, it's like, and they're like, we just want all three levels of government. (laughs) You've clearly found your, your way in. Yes, finally. I've been waiting for just someone to open the garage door just enough for me to like sneak under like the snake I am. And I'm thrilled to announce I've made it. The right is where I belong. <laughs> it's probably true. That's the sad part. It's the saddest part. Um, which is actually a good segue to um, our devil tongue and good friend hybrid <laughs> this week. Love you. Yeah, we're, we've done this a couple times, but this time it's the most tongue circling. Of, like we're eating out this um, this category, this like segment of the show. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, sure. Um, so we okay. So this, do you want to explain what happened? <laughs> yeah. So basically, uh, Tommy Laren got suspended by her idiotic Glenn Beck run news organization the blaze mm-hmm. and uh the it's blaze. funny i like read this article it's funny because glenn beck's very anti-trump and tommy Lynn's obviously very pro trump and like white nationalist blah blah i mean she's like says she's not but i mean come on but anyway i mean is she like, really as much as she's for anything <laughs> yeah right 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 but anyway they, they so they always have these like crazy back and forth on twitter like glenn beck's called her out on twitter before uh, but anyway, she got suspended because she came out as like being pro-choice, mm-hmm. which is kind of nuts. And then for some reason, Glenn Beck, that was the last straw uh, that that uh, Glenn Beck saw as a reason to suspend her. So she's like out of work for like a week or something. But only for a week, correct? Yeah, I think only a week. Tentatively. Although I actually now have to say like I'm a little curious and I hate that I'm like waiting to see what her first thing is post that i have a feeling she's gonna be pretty like i'm gonna speak my mind no matter what like i definitely think she's gonna double down on her opinion i don't think she's gonna like lean out of it because her brand is yelly yeah her brand is very screechy again i'm not saying this to be like disrespectful to women but like her brand specifically is screechy and yelly like literally um wait would she get into like Twitter beefs with Glenn Beck while she was an employee of the show? I think so. I mean, she's still an employee of the show. She's just suspended. She's just suspended? That's speak. so interesting. Glenn Beck versus Tommy. I mean, okay. So, I don't know who I'm double-tonguing and who I'm good friendsing. to be honest. Like, I don't know what to think. I don't... Number one, I don't know what to think of the Glenn... The Glenn Beck rebrand, that in and of itself is, like, really... Like, how did, yeah. how did this bullshit happen? I mean... Yeah, I there's almost no. I think that the I think the suspension of Tommy Laren and the like, the fall, the quick rise and quick fall of Milo 
um, with his book being yanked after those comments, really sort of telegraphed just how volatile conservatism is. Or honestly, how volatile all of these parties are. You know what I mean? Like, if these people want to be, like, I don't know, if they want to be peripheral to a two-party system, then they can't at the same time hinge on support um, from those parties. Like, the alt-right is essentially a non-religious orientation of, like, conservatism, right? Like, it aligns itself with, like, really distilled versions of um, conservative ideals, but also, like, liberal thought of, like, freedom like really vague liberal thought oh, like freedom right, and like, like libertarian stuff yeah libertarian yeah. right i mean it's essentially a liberty it's like it's libertarianism with a with a hint of white nationalism right yeah exactly which honestly Just libertarian enough. is at times sort of like dips into by itself like yeah. you can dip yeah. you can sort of rebrand as much as you want but like i don't know like but yeah it is it's pretty much like libertarian in that way you know and like Tommy Lahren is, like, into, you know, freedoms or whatever. But the thing that's difficult is that with Tommy and with Milo, like, they're really bad delivery modules for discussions of anything, including freedom, because I just don't believe that they care about any of these things. And I actually think that maybe the only thing I'm sure Tommy Lahren actually believes is in pro-choice. Like, that might be the only thing that I'm for sure... Um, is, like, high up on her, like, priorities. I don't know, because nothing else really reads for me. Like, I think she could just as easily sort of, like, switch over. I mean, I don't know how many of these women are using Megyn Kelly as a model of sort of, like, being able to jump ship and, like, retain autonomy and be yourself. I don't know. I don't even know really what Megyn Kelly looks like for these people on the right now, because I just don't read enough um, right-wing stuff. I don't think anyone has heard of, has heard of from Megyn Kelly ever since she went to NBC, She hasn't gone yet. She's, I think there's like a, I think there's like a, I think she has to like contractually be off air for like a period of time and then, and then we'll like be on. I don't think she's done any of her specials yet. Um, but my point is like this, this is also like the, this is the really funny thing about like conservative media, right? Like I feel like I can't like, like the rate, like the, between like the radio, like the radio feels like they're. Um, everyone on conservative talk radio seems pretty passionate and my impulse is to think that they believe what they're saying. Do you agree or do you disagree? Uh, yeah. And specifically on like talk radio. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I feel like everyone on talk radio is like 100% committed to the things they're saying. Everyone on TV, I feel like it's sort of like a little more volatile. I think, I think they're either hired gun or they're like a little bit more, um, what is it? Or they're like a, they contain more nuance than either we on the left are willing to read in them or that then their producers are willing to allow them to show, you know, I can't tell. Like I think Bill, I think the fact that like Bill O'Reilly can like maintain a conversation with Jon Stewart that is different from a like Tucker Carlson conversation with Jon Stewart hints that like there is a level of middle ground that, like, Bill O'Reilly can reach that, like, a Tucker Carlson or, like, a Sean Hannity can't because they're considering it a commitment to a performance, right? Like, it's not about reasoning and it's not about politics. It's about being in character. And I think there's more of those than there are Bill O'Reilly's in some weird way. And then I think with the internet, it's really up in the air. Like, at that point, you have none of the assurances of talk radio or any of the sort of, like, nuances of of TV, it's just sort of like what is gonna drive viewers and traffic. traffic. 
<laughs> traffic. Yeah. It's all about traffic. And then you're just sort of like lost. And so like Tommy Laren's suspension for me is just kind of like, I don't even know what to think of it. Cause I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just want to know what do, what does the alt-right think is going to successfully happen with their movement when the fundamental idea for a lot of them is that they're not religious. Like, I just don't get what their angle is there. You know what I mean? Like, that is a really, that is like a fundamental gap. <laughs> so wait, they have, one of their platforms is that they just, they're atheists? I mean, it's not one of their platforms. I can't speak to whether it's one of their platforms. My my thought is that they're just like religious, they're like relatively agnostic. I don't know. I mean, like, I think some yeah, alt-writers yeah. are probably like, very, are probably like, were raised religious and like part of their like, I don't know, part of their desire is to, like, return this country to a more, like, return the re- religious vocabulary back to, like, the country's, like, leaders and stuff. But I also think a lot of them probably, like, don't care. I think a lot of them might be atheists. Well, and, like, what do they do? I think I think that's probably why, like, someone like Glenn Beck, who is, a con- is like, a very, still, I mean, he's still a very conservative, like, talking head. I think he just hates Trump. Right. But he, uh... Which I love. Which I love that. him from... <laughs> Which separates him from, from like, all writers is that he is, still is very religious. And so it's, like, mm. you can kind of see why... That's why he got suspended from... Or he suspended Tommy Laren. Right. But is he an alt writer? Like, he's been around for so long. No, he's not. He's not. No, he's not. He's, like, a tea partier. Right. Like the alt right is what the tea party was, but minus the religion and plus the, like, weird libertarian white nationalism thing. Right. I guess the tea party was, was white nationalist, but they just didn't come out and say it. Right, 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 right. Exactly. Yeah. Because it was sort of coded in the language of their opposition to Obama already. Like, it was kind of... Yeah, they're like, let's send it back to the 1700s. Right, right. <laughs> and it was like, When it? you all were easier to control. <laughs> totally, 100%. It was more yeah. just, like, kind of understood. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's really true. I think the connection is really closer to alt-right and Tea Party than it is to, like, the alt-right and the right. Um, I don't know, but her getting banned for saying that is really or getting suspended for saying that is really is interesting because like that is gonna that is the central tension of like what Tommy Laren claims to be most interested in right like freedom of speech like her distaste for liberals is primarily the same distaste that like Milo has and it's because it's about sensitivity to language right yeah. um and it's about like yeah. PC-ness and so the fact that like her language is now being silence i don't know i think it's gonna be a really over a liberal yeah yeah right and i am really 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 i i i've joked about it in this podcast but i actually really sort of do my skin sort of like gets bristly at too much pc-ness sincerely like i really don't know what to do with it and i kind of reject it and not to like the venomous extremes of milo who will like attack like a trans person in order to like make a case for why (laughs) free speech is okay like I don't think like the examples of it need to be violent but I think like you know I mean I just think that like we grew up in a time where like there was there was a lot of policing of language and like PC-ness like think of like the policing of language like right after 9-11 do you know what I mean where like you couldn't even like you couldn't even like question for instance like Mm. like like torture techniques you couldn't question the idea of like is america doing the right thing well, are we giving up too much civil liberties is this like is this like a proper move it's like to do that was to immediately be yeah, painted right. with this broad stroke of like you're against america you're for them and like 
Liberals yeah. have now leaned into that same kind of conservative language, right? Like this sense of like, oh, to question or to not get the wording right is to be against us, is to sort of like, you're, we're closing yeah. the door on you. I mean, it's like sort of the same bullshit, like all over again, you know? And I think there's this weird middle ground that has like Tomies and Milos and then like people that like detest them, but are also kind of like getting exhausted of the same thing and they're sort of occupying this weird middle ground and like nobody is just no one knows what to do with anything including glenn beck with tommy laren like what are we what are these two idiots gonna do together now hmm. and stress at first it, it gave me it gave me a very confused bit bout of excitement because like when i saw the headline i was like Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, She's finally done part. something. Yeah, I was like, ha ha, burn. Burn. 100, you, Sam. You like click it open and you're like, huh, she got suspended for voicing <laughs> a pro-choice. Right. And I'm like, uh. Right. Damn it. Yeah, I'm like kind of like, damn it, because that's like cool of her, I guess. It's a complicated and, narrative. Yeah. And so I just, then I, don't I was like just her. frustrated. It's frustrating. Yeah. It's really frustrating. I just don't know what she does next i don't know what yeah i just don't nothing really makes sense none of these things really it just feels like everything is like little like pocket explosions and there's just no sort of like there's no connecting thread between these like weird fringe internet political people like i don't know what she's gonna do now i was kind of excited too and i'm still happy i'm still happy that she like got banned from tv not because i'm I'm not happy about it because of like the thing that got her banned but like you know what I mean? Like this sort of, um, this sense that to just like her, the sense that like you, anyone can say anything, which I like fundamentally agree with, but that like yeah. her ability to say that like her things that she's saying are like somehow more important. You know what I mean? I can't quite articulate. Right. Like, I can't quite articulate what I'm thinking. I just, I mostly wonder if she had any sense that this was going to get her banned. If she knew that this was kind of a landmine for that company. Which I don't yeah, think maybe you like go work for Glenn Beck Industries, and he's like, "Right, you can't be, you, you can't be pro pro choice." Right, That's exactly, real. exactly. I kind of think that like know. these people gotta like, ugh, I don't want to give them too much power, but it feels like they're still trying to climb through the ranks of this like other oppressive system that is just gonna keep like, you know, keeping them in check. Like they're not gonna be like well, radical. <laughs> I think we can both agree that we would like. Glenn Beck and Tommy Laren to kind of seem like the snake that eats its own tail. Yes. You know? Like, they pit each other against each other, and then the fans pit each other against each other, and then they just eat themselves. Much like, we're, much like we're, they're eating each other out just like we're eating this category out, this segment. Right. Well, they shouldn't eat each other out. They should physically consume each other like yes. cannibals. Yes, That's yes, what I'm yes. suggesting. Right, right. I think right. I, I think I fundamentally agree with that. They should. Um... What if we host? We could host this festival called Tommy Beck Get It On, and it's like a debate. Mm. Okay, and then we host it in the middle of the we host it in the middle of the country where they're like or like some big like salt flat where yeah. it's just empty. Okay, big big festival. Like hand out like free guns or I don't know something or whatever like that. gets people there. Yeah, like, hand them out. Yeah, hand them out to the to the audience as like a promotion, and then like just let leave it and see what happens. Yep, yep. I like that. I'm into that. And maybe we maybe we can hand incorporate some, a like, human centipede moment. I don't know. I'm just thinking right. out loud. Yes. Yeah. 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 Maybe like Glenn can be a part of 
uh, Tomy's human centipede. Maybe that's her suspension uh, punishment. Uh, punishment is to be a part of a human centipede with Milo and yes. another alt writer. Yes, 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 yes. I think that's really good. Um, how can yeah. we manifest this? Kind of like the secret, just like wish it into reality. Yeah, I get, like like Oprah's the the secret. Yes, 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 yes. Let's let's like really yeah. try to imagine it because I want to see Tommy and Glenn human centipede battle. Um, yeah, because I think that's really where political discourse is at. Two human centipedes screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe for the debate, we could do something like sew them to the front of a human centipede, like so they're each in charge of their own human yes. centipede. And they're like, thank you, Rod. Like, like, I right. would I would like to start by saying <laughs> while someone behind them is like, mm-hmm. and between every like question, we feed them a laxative. <laughs> right. And then at the end, we can make them run an obstacle course. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Imagine the rope wall when they have two people dangling, just dangling from underneath. <laughs> oh, you know what? Honestly, at this point, C-SPAN would be happy to have something people want to watch. Like, let's not even... Yeah, I'd be, I'm, like, wondering if C-SPAN's ratings are up. I know. I really... I, I haven't watched... I don't even know. I I don't know what... <laughs> I barely ever watch C-SPAN, but yeah. I, I probably should. I probably yeah. should. Um. Okay, well, guys. What a life. Is that it? I think that's we it. done? I think we're done. <laughs> oh, fuck. Can you believe it? Now I gotta figure out what else I'm gonna do today. <laughs> yeah, what time is it over there? 2.30? Yeah. Mm, it's 5.30 over here. Winding oh. down. It's a dark time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know. I can't believe we already reached the end. <laughs> Feels like we just got started. And in a way, it, didn't we? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Really powerful. Um, I'm sad now. Hang in there. Hey, anytime you get sad, just think of Tommy Lorraine as the face of a human centipede dangling from a rope swing, screaming. (laughs) Yeah, tell me that didn't just put a smile on your face. Yeah, it did. You're right. Right? Okay, less less good. Yeah, life's good. Like, imagine, like, the host of a debate just, like, thank you guys for watching while in the background sort of, like, not in focus is a dangling human centipede screaming. So true. So true. There's joy in this world. Um, Yeah. Listeners, thank you so much. Hang in there. Believe in who you are. Believe in who you are. Find power and... um, Find power, and uh, as always, Rod. What what's our what's our sign off? Um, I believe it's a happy B movie to all, and to all a B movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just B movie. So. <laughs> right, my bad. Yeah. Okay. Well, B movie. Okay. Let's try it again. Okay, B movie. B movie. Bye, B movie.
Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. La 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 la. Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. Run through the mud and scare of the milking cows. Run down the beach, kicking clouds of sand. Walk a windy weather day, feel your face blow away. Stop. Back.